take out the vital organs and you burn all that stuff. And that takes care of the problem. You are now listening to From the Pit. It's killing a lot of people. What's up, guys? We got a new intro today from your boy Sam. We are interviewing. Oh man, I'm so excited about this. You have no idea how stoked I am. We're interviewing probably one of my favorite uh, modern hardcore bands. We got. Uh, we're talking to one of the members of Iron Price today. Hey, man. What's up? I forgot your. I forgot your name because I'm an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> yeah, you are. You are an asshole for sure. I no, know. I'm just kidding. No, yeah. uh, my name's Matt. 
Bye, Matt. What's up? I liked listening to Sam try to dance around that. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, I can sense it too. You know what? I feel like I'm good enough. You know what? I could be a politician at this rate. Maybe I'll do that. <laughs> oh, so why don't you? Why don't you just? I mean, other than your name, which I completely forgot, uh, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us what your position is in the band, what you do? Uh, my name's Matt, and uh, I play guitar for Iron Price, and I do uh, the bulk of the songwriting for the band also. No shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, I have I remember being really, really impressed with the uh, Easier Every Day demo when I first heard it. Like, I think I think as soon as I finished hearing uh, Don't Let Him Know for the first time, I was completely and totally sold, and I've been... I've been looking forward to your full length, I think almost as much as Phil has. Maybe more, I don't know. Well, that, thank you so much, man. I appreciate that. Oh, yeah, believe me, I'm stoked to get my hands on it. So somebody else talk. <laughs> somebody else. <laughs> well, yeah. speak, okay, so speaking of the uh, the new album, um, I so, uh, you know, is there a main inspiration for that album title? I, I kind of want to get right to that. The the title Big Coffin Hunters is actually a Stephen King reference. Woo! I was right. Um, yeah, um the our singer and I um are huge Stephen King fans and we both have read The Dark Tower multiple times and um especially Wizard and Glass both both that that book being both of our favorites and cuz it's like um, one of the most heart-wrenching books ever penned. Oh, it's it's brutal it's brutal but uh yeah we're we're um you know um eldred jonas is a pretty big son of a bitch and mm -hmm. so we uh decided to title the record after him and his crew so yeah man i yeah. mean for anybody that gets the context of that that that's a fucking that's a pack of villains right there i mean i have yeah. uh i've got caught tat tattooed on my wrist so like that's that's I, awesome man. i was really excited when i saw that fucking title so i mean <laughs> yeah See, i mean i mean Ahead, See, I mean, when I when I first heard the title, all I thought was, "Is that a play on words from ICP's Big Money Hustlers movie?" <laughs> <laughs> it, it is not. It is not. Hate to break your heart, but uh, no. Oh, damn it. <laughs> and oh, but um, actually, my question was one thing I enjoyed so much about your your previous work, like your split with Descent and the Easier Every Day demo and everything else. Uh, just the the performances and the every everything flows so well it, it's all it's all locked in so tight was the what was the process like for writing this album was 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 there any major difference between your earlier stuff and working on this uh would you say no um it's pretty much been the same approach um we we you know uh we record with um len carmichael from descent um okay he does a ton of incredible heavy hardcore records um but we, he's kind of a sixth member for us where like when we get in there he's actually producing for us he's actually kind of pushing us in directions he thinks would work best for us and you know it it's he's never he's never steered us wrong so <clears throat> um as far as the flow of the recordings go like um he and i like we'll get down on our hands and knees with a bunch of pedals in front of us to make noise and to you know really lay out the songs and figure out what order works best and um you know with this new record we actually are revisiting a couple of our old demo songs and putting a new coat of paint on them too um with his help we've definitely uh, revitalized them and then uh yeah, actually we're including um 
a remixed version of the easier every day demo at the end of the record too oh sweet yeah <laughs> now i'm definitely gonna have to buy that Fuck. <laughs> yeah and that's see that's 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 really something to me because the first impression that i got when i heard that demo was like this is like some of the most blistering and incredibly heavy hardcore that i've ever heard because i mean it was kind of a challenge for the the rest of the guys on the show to get me into it because i've always been i'm more of like a florida and finnish death metal guy so getting me into hardcore i mean it was kind of a challenge but you guys were one of the bands that helped ease me into it and if you're implying that it's going to be even heavier than that demo then that's like oh i don't know if i'll survive it's um I'd, I'd say it's moving moving on from there uh, in that direction. Um, oh. We've definitely um, hit some points in there where we've um, maybe were a little more straightforward hardcore than we've ever been, but still, you know, is grimy and you know and, and heavy the way that, the way that we've been the whole time. So, well, that's um, that's a selling point for me. Yeah. <laughs> If you've got that more kind of grimy, grungy, uh, metallic tinge, that's always a way to hook me in. But uh, yeah, grimy, that, grungy, and like almost yeah. a little down tempo. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, I mean, I, the, like I like I mentioned uh, earlier, like uh, I'm I, I do most of the like the songwriting and like I come up with the riffs and and then I bring them to the table and then we all kind of flesh them out from there. But I mean, it's a lot of what we sound like is is heavily influenced by what i listen to and like i i've i also like grew up listening to like tampa death metal and i also like i love nice. neurosis and i love helmet i love Soundgarden and bands like that and on top of hardcore so i try to draw from all of that when i'm writing and uh, you know when somebody hears it and they say oh that you know you must really like neurosis or you must really like helmet like that that shit means a lot to me you know, so like that's that's kind of what I try to do. I don't want to be just a cookie cutter band, and hopefully we don't. But you know, <laughs> no, no I mean, I've I've never gotten that feeling personally. Go ahead, Phil. Yeah, um, no, I, the the first time I heard you guys, I actually saw you. Uh, it was at Ortlieb's in Philly. Uh, okay, I think Shy Halud and I forget out who else was playing that night. Uh, it was All Out War, Shy Halud. Ah. Uh, can't remember who else played that show now. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's yeah, gonna yeah. Drive that was all me I nuts. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but it, it, I mean, it stood out immediately. Uh, I forget which one of you I talked to outside after the show, and you gave me the the 2015 demo, and I don't think it's left my my car CD changer since. Um, that's awesome. Thank you so much. Ah, oh, no, it's crazy. But so you guys kind of, I mean, considering you only really have you know a, a couple demos and a split. Um, there's been quite a buzz around you. I mean, since 2015, um, have you have you noticed that like it's it's gotten any particular attention in any specific scenes or? Yeah, I mean we we've um we've done well. Um, you know we we've uh, as far as like where we've been able to play. Um, unfortunately, due to us all being, you know, around the age of 40, some some of the members in the band are over 40 years old. Um, we don't get to go out as much as we'd like to, you know, if, if in a perfect world, we'd hit the road and play everywhere, but it's just not realistic. We all have families and careers and stuff. So, but where we have played, like, especially in the South, we seem to go over well. Um, 
we've always gone over well in Philadelphia, but that could be just because that's where a lot of our friends are. <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, the Northeast has been good to us. Um, we've gone a little bit into the Midwest, but not too much yet, but that's coming in 2020. But, um, but yeah, I mean, we we're we're definitely, uh, uh, fortunate because, you know, we're, no one's harder on us than we are. And, no matter what we do, we think it's dog shit. <laughs> and when somebody's like, "Oh no, I, I really dig what you're doing," like it, it really does mean a lot to us. I, you know, I don't quite remember. It might have been my my second day of the, of going to a This Is Hardcore. Um, I think you guys played a Saturday morning, and uh, you know, I'll tell you that's a, that's a hell of a way to start getting introduced to coming back in the hardcore and stuff like that. To hear yeah. Iron Price blasting through the doors. I mean. <laughs> You know, it's a little nostalgic, but in some ways, some of the heaviest music I heard that weekend. Well, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, this is hardcore. Was definitely we've we've been lucky. We've been able to play it twice, um, but that was uh, was it Saturday? No, I think we played Friday that year. Okay. Yeah, because that was the day we played with Integrity. Um, and oh man, like that was that was the biggest thing we've ever played, and every probably ever will play. And um, you know, we've definitely gotten a lot of mileage out of playing that one show where we get people from all over the world who hit us up and just like hey i saw you guys either through hate five six or we we were i was there and i saw you guys and you know i really liked what you guys are doing blah 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 when's the record coming out and here we are it's years later and we're finally getting something substantial out and it feels good i remember being legitimately upset last year uh because phil and i went to the pre-show for this is hardcore i flew out from oregon and I was I wanted to go to that show for two reasons. I wanted to see Leeway and I wanted to see you guys. And we oh, walked man. into the we walked into the venue, I think three or four minutes after you'd gotten off stage. Oh man. <laughs> I was I was I was legit Phil can tell you, I was legitimately upset because I'm like, God fucking damn it, I've been waiting like a year to see this band and I fucking missed him by minutes. No. You know, and that's the last time um I, I don't know if you could really tell because the original mix of Don't Let Him Know, it's kinda quiet. But we actually have saxophone on that song. Yeah, I I saw it in the um, in the I saw it in the notes on Bandcamp, like saxophone on uh, "Don't Let Him Know" by such yeah. and such. I'm like saxophone. What the fuck? What yeah, fucking it, saxophone? Towards <laughs> the end of the song, it's kind of quiet in the original mix. The new mix, you can hear it a lot more clearly. But we did it live oh. uh, at the at this is hardcore. Is the last time we've done that. Oh shit! <laughs> I didn't even know that. <laughs> God, you're making no. it worse. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh but I mean so far I've been really impressed by everything you've done. I like I like what I've heard off of Big Coffin Hunters so far and I'm bad like I can't tell you how stoked I am to pick that album up. Well thank you so much, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. But uh fuck what was I gonna say? So um going back to what you were saying about your writing process, so if I understand correctly, you kind of lay out you write a lot of the riffs you lay everything out and then it becomes sort of a sort of a democratic process like everyone has an input yeah for the most part um you know it's it's kind of difficult for us because our like um if you think about this geographically like um my other guitar player my drummer and i we all live like kind of around baltimore and yeah. our singer lives in delaware oh, and our shit. bass player lives in philadelphia so we don't all practice together a whole lot. So the two guitar players, myself and the other guitar player and the drummer, do the majority of the of the the arrangement. Um, but I'll come in with riff ideas, 
and I bounce them off my drummer and then we kind of go from there. And then, uh, you know, once, once there's kind of a skeleton of a song, that's when people start, uh, you know, we will record it, practice and send them out to the people who weren't able to be there or whatever. And then that's when we kind of start bouncing ideas around. It's not the most effective and fast way to write. And that's honestly kind of what holds us back from being a little faster about releasing stuff. But I mean, you know, it's kind of it's the hand we were dealt. It's kind of what we chose by the members we have in the band. But um, did that did that cause any uh, since you're not able to play uh, as a full unit all the time like that did that cause any extensive difficulties in recording big coffin hunters no not really um we we've we're pretty good about doing our homework even if we're not all together um you know our bass player he's this is the first time he's recorded with us and um i think he just blew it away he killed it um but he did majority of his work just off of you know, practice recordings that we've sent to him and he writes to it. And then, you know, if we have like a batch of shows coming up, he'll come down from Philly and practice with us. You know, we'll, we'll practice all day long. Like we'll get in a real good session and he'll like really hammer it in. But um, for the most part, we, 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 we've found ways to work around that difficulty. So it, so it hasn't caused like difficulty to the point where you just want to like throw up your hands and say, fuck, I'm done. Uh, not, not that, but there's other reasons <laughs> that'll make me want to do that. <laughs> oh, I oh mean, boy. there's, there's probably some benefit in, you know, all of you guys being older musicians, um, and being able to tackle that, you know, in shorter bursts, uh, as opposed to, you know, I assume a lot of younger bands, it's kind of harder. You don't have the, the, uh, experience playing to be able to maybe, kind of do something separately then get together and actually make it work yeah for sure i mean we we um you know we've all been in been in bands before and we've all been on been in bands that have traveled and you know it's just kind of this is probably the first band that we've all done that's been 100 percent out of the love of playing if that makes sense like we just want to you know when you get to the to the age that we're at and the responsibilities that we have you have to work harder to find time to do this um and it's not always easy and we sometimes have to say no to things it's unfortunate but like the things that we do uh take on we definitely take very seriously and put our put as much time in as we can so that we're not wasting other people's time um so we can play well and you know people that actually want to come see us play we're giving them something that they want but so I have this is like the burning question I've had for this interview actually. Okay. <laughs> uh could you explain the backstory of your band name? Mm. Yeah. That is from uh Game of Thrones. I thought so. Me too. Um, I I wasn't entirely sure but I th that's kind of what I thought it was. Yeah, I mean it, like we're not, you know, it's if you're familiar you know exactly what it means. It's just that yeah. you you fight for what you have, you don't buy it that kind of thing like it's it's did you pay the iron price or the gold price and you know it, like we're it, it i don't i don't want to act like we had some big justification for picking that name honestly our singer just kind of said hey like what about iron price and we all knew what it was from we we're like yeah it's a cool name let's do it back <laughs> when we were first starting out like i don't want to act like oh you know we fight for everything we have like you know but it's it's just i think the message behind it is is applicable to uh you know some of the struggles that we have as human beings and you know it's just it sounded like a cool name 
I don't know, man. Judging by the judging by the sheer amount of aggression in your music, it sounds like you're it sounds like you're fighting for everything you got. It's like yeah, it's like we're ang- we're angry about it. And we're letting you know. Yeah, well, like like I said, our, our, my, my my singer he he handles one hundred percent of the lyrics. Like we have no input in, into that process at all. Really? Um, yeah, no, no, it's it's entirely his baby. Um, and you know, it, like I'm not going to speak for him here, but um, he's he's dealt with a lot of horrible things in his life. You know, he's I think forty one now, and he's been through a lot. And so he's got he's exercising a lot of demons by writing these songs. And if you really dig into the, the lyrics, especially um, in Big Coffin Hunters, you're going to see a very, very dark <laughs> perspective on life. Um, and, uh, you know, the the kind of theme of like fighting for what you have, like for him, it's literally fighting every day for finding happiness and a reason to go on. And, and it's as you know melodramatic as that sounds it's it's very very literal um no, in some cases no it's uh <laughs> believe me i i have some understanding about the subject i do uh yeah like i also will not go into details but yeah i i know the feeling but i mean that that sort of i mean some some people might call that melodramatic but i mean if you've been through some shit and you let that show through your music i would just call it honesty yeah, and, that, and that's that's how I and that's how we all look at it, and it's yeah, I, it's. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You're, you're good. No, I was just gonna say that that that's it's honestly like he's you know my best friend on, in the world, and I've known him for over twenty years at this point, and for me to give him, I don't act like that that I'm I'm the reason he has this, but like just for lack of better words, for me to give him this opportunity to have a band that he can exercise those demons rather than dwelling on it. And, you know, if I'm being brutally honest, I don't even know if he'd be here today if he didn't have a way to work these things out because it's it's been hard. You know, it's been real hard for him. Yeah, I mean, mean, go ahead. I was going to say, I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like, you know, unfortunately, and I guess fortunately, that's hardcore. Yeah, Yeah. I'd say especially sort of. you know, in in the past five years or so, uh, more than ever, you know, we've seen a, a big trend towards what you might call like negative hardcore. Mm-hmm. Like there hasn't been as much of the youth crew or positivity sort of shit. You know, when you look at, I mean, you guys and Lifeless and Descent and Departed, um, it's all very very dark. <laughs> yeah, I think it's. I think we're all a product of the world that we live in now. Um, you know, it's. It's not a not a great place to be right now, if I'm being totally honest with you. Like I've spent my time being in positive youth crew hardcore bands. I've been there. I've done that. And looking back on that, I don't I don't believe any of that anymore just because of the state of the world. Like I've got a kid and, and it really turns my stomach thinking the world that she's gonna have to, to live in even after I'm gone. And like I just think that like the bands you just named, like we all live in that world and we're all cut from the same cloth. And it's, it's not for any reason other than we're writing about what we know. Well, I mean, Phil can tell you that the, the shit that got me into hardcore a year or so ago was primarily negative hardcore. And if I'm being brutally honest, you guys were on that list. Well, thank you so much. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, see, I feel like, Maybe you agree. Do you do you think that there's uh, 
do you think that the youth like the whole the positive hardcore the youth crew thing like it only goes so far do you feel like that that mentality can only have a shelf life of so long before you realize that shit isn't that great i you know i, I think that it's it's it, it is what it is for the people who are receptive to it i mean yeah if you're if you're the kind of person that's that's easily um looking on the bright side of things which if you are more power to you and i'm I, i'm envious but yeah i've never been that person and you know there's a lot of great bands with positive messages that you know that are uh, like blatantly a, a positive but there's also bands that have messages that are maybe negative on the surface that might give a person the feeling that they're not alone you know that that's kind of like another thing that we hope for like it could be positive through being negative that's uh i mean that's you know uh shy halud has always been one of my absolute favorites and that's exactly why i connect um with their music because i yeah you know, absolutely I heard it at a young age and was like, oh, I'm not crazy. Other people mm-hmm. feel this way about shit, too. So, I mean, yeah, there's definitely there's definitely a positive element to the, the quote-unquote negative hardcore. You know, it's exactly that. It's cathartic for people. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, Shihalu being the masters of that, I would, couldn't agree more. I mean, they've, they paved the way for the for being introspective about negative emotions and trying to learn from them. And it's, it's a band I've absolutely looked up to for my entire life of being involved in hardcore. Same. I don't know. I just, I've always, I've always been like, God, a, a Dune reference for a band name. How interesting. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'll, I've never, I've never even read Dune and I still know that somehow. <laughs> Yeah, I mean Matt Fox is an interesting dude. <laughs> he he definitely is. Um, I've known him for quite a while, and he's he's his own person, man. Like, there's no other Matt Fox. I'll tell you that. <laughs> no, no, I've met him a couple times, and it's always a, a fascinating conversation. Yeah, for sure. I actually uh, have a little bit of a question for you. Sure. Um, I was doing some doing a little bit of digging, and I found a a, a conversation from back in 2014 on Stereo Killer. I don't know if you remember it. Oh, God. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, oh, no. so there was, I guess you, you threw up, uh, I guess, uh, the, uh, the Iron Price band, but at that point in time, it didn't have any songs or anything like that. And there was some goober complaining about the fact of, uh, no songs, just friends with a reputation. Oh yeah, I you know what I do remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, like uh, I have to say, kudos. Yeah, kudos to you for never getting like, uh, at least didn't seem like getting heated with this person who just seemed like an ass. But do you think, in the case of certain other bands, that is a a valid uh, opinion that some people do get by just by? just through the the reputation of friends i do i do think there's some there's some credence to that i mean i, I don't i don't begrudge anybody for it though like if mm-hmm. you know if there's a group of let's just say a group of guys who happen to be popular in their given scene and they decide to start a band they don't even have a demo out yet and then they're opening a hardcore festival without even having any recorded music it happens all the time mm-hmm 
I, I, you know, maybe maybe years ago, I may have been like, I don't know if it would have been jealousy or what, but like, I would have I would have maybe thought negatively about it. But now I'm like, good for them. Like, cool. I hope they do something good with this and use this as an opportunity. But as far as it applies to us, like, I, you know, I, I even look at thinking back on that, like, I we are the most self-deprecating group of people and <laughs> we don't like anything good that happens. We're always looking for like the trap door or, you know, like it's like a carry moment where like the bucket of pig's blood over our head. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I don't I, like, I'm always looking for like, you know, a reason why we don't deserve it. And that's, it's a horrible way to go through life, but that's just kind of how we've always been. So, if- so like if somebody, if somebody wanted to say like, Oh, you know, getting popular just because of, whatever their friends or whatever like okay i like i I guess i just didn't really care so if uh if you play this as hardcore again and i see you staring suspiciously at the raptors i'll know why oh yeah absolutely (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then everybody dies (laughs) (laughs) and and that that being said please play this as hardcore again if we get asked we'll play but uh, you know the way the way that we've always looked at is like we never thought we'd ever get asked and we've been asked twice so um I'm, you know, if it happens, um, we'll be be there with bells on. But it's I, kind of one of those things where it's like you don't you don't expect it. I have to say, I really just want to buy another one of your shirts. That's all. All right. Well, we'll we'll make it happen, man. <laughs> Sweet, come to Oregon, please. I, have I would to... love to, man. I I love Oregon. I love it. I've only, I've only been there for for like you know personal vacations, but I'd love to come back out. Oh man, it's so nice here. I love yeah. It. I uh I have to say one of the moments I really enjoyed in this uh this conversation this back and forth <laughs> sorry it's the dude going on talking about whatever music he's writing and you uh pull up pull with the like well I'd love to hear what you what you're the music that you're writing you know right uh DM me and the dude says that oh uh, I I don't have the ability to. Oh, Jesus. Like, oh, yeah. It's like, you goddamn goober. <laughs> what, a, what a fucking tool. Uh, I, like, I do remember that. I don't remember all the exchange in there, but I do remember that happening. You Sounds handled it beautifully. Yeah. You know, it's it's funny because, I mean, especially nowadays, I don't really... I don't really get involved with any of the shit online around the scene. You know, it, that, that seems to have been less popular since like the era of like the bridge nine forums but uh every time i do you know you'll see a post from this is hardcore and there's always there's always someone bitching about some dumb shit or about how the scene is now and it's like i don't i've never seen this person at a show no it's it's ridiculous like like you know i've been going to shows since the mid 90s right and it was great it was definitely great back then but it was harder, man. It was harder to find things. It was harder to exist. It was harder to to be in a band and get by. Like, it's easy now. And I think that's a problem. It's so easy for, like, these younger people getting involved that they don't have to work for it. It's, it's given to them. It's handed to them. It's sat right in front of them. They don't even have to leave their house. Like, I love Sonny and Hate Five Six to death. But the like it's it makes it so easy for people to not leave their house and they can just sit in on their couch and watch these shows and complain about everything. Like 
about how people mosh, about how, where they're standing, about what they're wearing. Like, it's uh, just ridiculous. Yeah, it's. I, I certainly can't stand the complaints about any type of mosh. Just stay out of the pit. It's, it's not hard. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, not yeah hard. for sure. Well, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's like, it's like I, had, I had a friend who was actually giving me shit for going to This Is Hardcore. And I was like, you know what, man, that's cool, but I can't hear you over the sound of me getting thrown onto the stage during Wisdom and Chains. So <laughs> go, fuck, go fuck yourself. Which actually yeah, happened. For sure, I, man. Yeah, which actually happened. I really hope that video gets put out soon because I guarantee you you'll see it. <laughs> Sonny is a treasure, but I never actually thought about it from that perspective. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it, what he's doing is monumentally important. He's documenting. Yes. He's documenting what we, what we have. And it'll always be there. Like he's making sure that it will always be there with like, um, redundancies and backup hard drives. He's buying servers for it. It's crazy what he does. Um, all on donations. And like he's, he's making it easy for everybody, which is great. But I, I worry that he's taken for granted. And I, I know for a fact he is, I know there's people who, you know, take him for granted and, and he films something for free. He flies somewhere for free. And then an hour after that show, he's getting harassed. When's the show going up? Like he literally just turned his camera off. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and I, I hope that he's around for a long time continuing to do it, but I don't know how he has the patience for it. I'd I, be honest yeah, with you. It, it's crazy. And I mean the, the whole thing, you know, between what he's doing and the way the scenes change. I mean, it's a, it's a double edged sword because it's, it's way easier to follow. So like, yeah. I don't have to go hunting down show flyers. I can look online and be like, Oh shit, this is happening. I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even, I don't know if you've seen the PA hardcore documentary. Uh, I, I have seen parts of it. Um, a lot of, a lot of <clears throat> good friends of mine are actually in it and have been involved in it. Um, but I have not had an opportunity to watch the whole thing. It's uh, it's well worth it. But I think one of yeah. the things that that's really cool, um, and that I think like a lot of the the younger generation going to shows uh, should see is how hard it was to even get a fucking venue mm-hmm. at the time because you would get you'd get a venue to agree and then people would be fucking animals and they'd be like yeah we're never having you guys back here so oh yeah you know, used to be well it. it's it's funny you say that because the first show the first like hardcore like heavy show i ever went to um you know growing up in maryland like i was lucky enough to have been around dying fetus a lot and being around bands like next step up and stout like those are like you know not everybody knows who next step up and stout are but they're very important bands to us here well first one of the first heavy shows i went to was dying fetus next step up and stout at a vfw in a town (laughs) over from where i grew up jesus and People were throwing bar stools through the drop ceiling. <laughs> yep. Um, like it was just madness. And like me, I was what was I fifteen, sixteen at the time. This was 90, 97, 90, no ninety six. So I was fifteen. So like being fifteen years old, I was terrified. It was, it was horrifying because I came from like punk rock. Like I grew up listening to punk and like you know like the bigger like Slayer, like bigger metal bands. You know what I mean? So going and seeing this band Dying Fetus. Um, is unreal to me. But what I'm getting at is that we were not able to book any shows for in that in the, in the in the county that I grew up in 
for close to a decade and there was actually a <laughs> a list passed around uh to all of the vfws because uh, they're all connected like in the area that says do not book uh dying baby <laughs> <laughs> or, or or big step up <laughs> oh and my for God. some reason that's the funniest thing in the world to me thinking about like dying baby like that's that's <laughs> what they got from that but you know what? I'm, I'm going to bet there's a band called there was a band called dying baby oh i'm who, sure who all of a sudden couldn't get gigs and we're like why can't we get gigs <laughs> some <now?"> goofy industrial <laughs> act <laughs> just oh, like, yeah, well, yeah. wait <laughs> like what do you mean we can like we're yeah. We like we like nine inch nails. We're not playing <laughs> seagulls. <laughs> hey, you know what? You know what? Flock of seagulls have some bangers, so you can shut up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, that's uh, I mean, that's one of the funny things in that documentary. They tell a story about a show that occurred where people were literally pulling the pipes down from the ceiling, and they Fuck. went back, and nothing has happened at that at that location since like the pipe is still hanging out of the ceiling like oh, it's just geez. been an abandoned building since a hardcore show <laughs> so, <laughs> i'm curious where that was now because like i said i know a lot of the people who were involved in making that and I'm, i'd be curious to find out where that was i'll have to watch it for sure so many years later it's just like that pipe still hangs loose to this very day <laughs> you, picture, you picture like a british documentary it's like and this pipe still hangs down here to this very day, ever since the article <laughs> show in nineteen. Cool. <laughs> I don't know, not, not British. I don't know if they have another way of saying it. Probably not. I mean, it's it's wild that the scene in you know twenty thirty years has gone from that to now. You know, there's a three day festival at the Electric Factory every year. Code Orange got yeah. nominated for a Grammy. Yeah, it's yes. insane. It's wild, wild. Hey, what did they change the name of the electric factory to? Not that anyone actually calls it that, but what they call it? Uh, the Franklin Music Hall. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> Stupid. <laughs> it sounds it's, way it's, too proper. It's the it's the electric factory. It's oh always yeah, it'll always be, be that. Yeah. It'll always be, especially to me. It'll always be the electric factory. Fuck them. No, I'm feeling sassy today. <laughs> I mean, speaking of sass, uh, again, I can't fucking wait to hear how fucking aggressive this this new album is, man. Like it's it's been a it's been a long time coming for me. I've been waiting for it for quite a while, and man, just the fact that it's finally happening just makes me all the happier. Yeah, um, for well, any listen- again, that means a lot to me. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Totally. Uh, for any listeners, when when uh, can we expect that drop? It's soon, right? It actually comes. I don't know when this will be out, but it actually comes out on. 1129 uh november 29th which is this friday as of right now um uh, our release show is the day after on saturday the 30th in baltimore your album Um, drops on black friday it does yeah nice (laughs) did not plan it that way it just happened to be that but no it it works it works it'd be a, a nice soundtrack i'll go out and watch people kill each other in the mall with that in my ears (laughs) there you go yeah actually we did plan that it's perfect (laughs) (laughs) see see, you know you know you know what black friday is like where i live instead of like a hundred people at the mall there's like 120 that's that's what black friday is like where i live oh really yeah nobody lives out here are you looking for people to make uh 
you know, Black Friday trampling compilation videos with uh, Iron Price soundtrack. <laughs> I mean, would you would you approve of that if somebody just put your music over a bunch of fucking black hey, fight footage? I'd be honored, man. Go ahead. Like anybody wants wants to do that, have at it. That that's a that's a suggestion to everyone listening. Yeah, we have it now. We have it. We have permission. We have permission. We can do it. It's suggestion bordering on demand. <laughs> yeah, if there's not tramplings happening, go out and start them. Yeah, yeah yes, sure. yes. Go, go start a fight with all the old people at the mall. <laughs> I always wanted to get an advocacy. <laughs> so uh, oh, y- you mentioned uh, tour uh, possibly stretching a little further into the Midwest uh, next year. Is there any? You know, anything confirmed on that yet, or uh, it's still being planned? It's still being planned. Um, we've got two. Like, like, like I was saying, we're we're all kind of you know we have families and careers, so like we don't do like we're not gonna go out and do two weeks at a time or anything. What we can do though is we go out. You know, every month or two months, we'll go out for a long weekend. Like we'll do like four or five days, and we try to plan them strategically to mostly to go to places we've never been, especially with a new record, but we need to hit some places we have been, but haven't been in a while. But, um, as far as the Midwest, we're shooting for like, uh, I think may for it's either March or may. Um, we're going to do, um, shooting for like Indiana, um, maybe Chicago, maybe even going South and hitting like, uh, Louisville, Kentucky, so we've got some friends out there that are going to hook us up, um, wow. but like that that region, um, and then we're also going to try to go south while it's cold out too. So we're not smart. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to drive. I'm not driving north in the winter. We've made that mistake before. Oh god, <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Yeah, God, I can only imagine how miserable that must be. It's it's horrible. It, it's I, it's a gamble. Yeah. I mean, you don't, you don't even know if you're going to make it to the show, and then even if you do make it, is anybody else going to make it there? So. Um, you know, I, I support every scene in the the great north uh, to keep doing what they do, but it's really tough if the roads are impassable to make it there. <laughs> so, but yeah, yeah, we've got we've got some plans. Um, we're gonna hit the road a little bit. Um, you know, we've got ideas right now. Um, some a little further along than others, but uh, May or March, one of the two. Like we're doing, we're planning two different weekends. I just can't remember which one's which, but. So are you planning on doing uh, some more extensive touring to support this album? Are you going to try to jump right into writing new material? Like, do you have any kind of idea of what you're going to do? Uh, I mean, we're going to, we're going to play out. Um, you know, we're, we've been working on this for a little while. And like, like I mentioned before, sometimes it's a little slow going to write. Um, and when we are in writing mode, we kind of have to shut down shows because with our time being limited together that we can't, uh, if we're, spending all of our time practicing the material we have we're not working on new stuff um so we kind of have to pick and choose what we do um but no we're, we're gonna hit we're gonna hit the road as much as we can um you know we've got some plans with some label mates of ours on upstate records um to you know try to spread the word a little more um especially uh you know some of the younger bands that were that were label mates with were we we've always been the band that's try to take younger bands under our wing and like take them out with us and then some of them have skyrocketed and 
like uh, one of Queensway's first tours was with us and oh, oh no shit, shit. It, yeah it's it's just it's just cool to see see things like that happen like those are some of our very good friends and you know we're very very happy for their success and like uh we <laughs> if if we if for some reason we have some sort of uh pixie dust that we're sprinkling like we'll take anybody who wants to come with us <laughs> so yeah I mean, shit queensway is killing it yeah 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 they just put it they actually just put a new record out uh last week a few days ago something like that oh yeah i totally missed that yeah me too. fuck me um, yeah it's called the the real fear i think yeah it's 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 good stuff len len who records us he, he recorded that also nice um yeah. well shit well we don't want to uh we don't want to take up your entire sunday um you have anything you wanted to plug while you're on uh just just to um yeah like like the new record uh big coffin hunters comes out uh friday november 29th um through upstate records you can get it at upstaterecords.merchnow.com um and then while i'm at it check out all the other bands on on upstate um Andy Up's got a record about to come out. Those yeah. are good friends of ours from Detroit. Um, the record's great. Um, they who who else just put a record out? Like it, there's there's a face rec record on Upstate. Leeway put out a seven inch. Like there's all kinds of great stuff on there. So yeah, you check really, out Upstate Records. What's that? You really can't go wrong with the uh, Upstate Records roster. Mm-hmm. It's it's no, ridiculous just, what they're doing. There's just a little bit for everybody. There's so much different. <laughs> different types of hardcore and you know it's uh it's an honor to be a part of the label and you know mario and kim have been real good to us um and uh you know we can't wait to get this record out and hopefully we do them proud well we're all looking uh we're all looking forward to hearing it man yeah very optimistic Mm -hmm. yep i know i am for sure well thank you so much ah thanks for coming on man we'll uh we'll have to have you back on in the future good luck with everything please do i'd love to come back man yeah, absolutely, man. I'd love to have you on again. Awesome. Thank you guys so much, man. Appreciate it. Thank yeah, you. no problem. Yeah. Thanks, All man. Right. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Bye.